the MI Golf Podcast with Paul Kelly and Morris J. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to the MI Golf Channel Podcast episode 67. 67. MJ. And coming up this week, Mr. Kelly? We've all our normal pro and amateur news. And we look ahead to next week's US Open at Pebble Beach. We'll hear from Warren Point's Carolyn Campbell, who won the Ulster Stroke Bay event at Galgorm Castle. And Modest Golf's Mark McDonald joins us on the phone to tell us a bit more about the ISPS Hand Up Men's and Women's Invitational at Galgorm and Mazarine. And finally, Matt Kuchar returns as Shanker of the Week. I think we should probably address this now before we go any further. Um, it's been a while since we've uh, had a Shanker of the Week. It's Who was the last? Was it Matt Kuchar? I think it might have been. It was Matt Kuchar. It was Matt Kuchar for the Caddy episode. And the one before that, was Ma- it Matt Kuchar? Matt Kuchar for the fallout with Sergio Garcia. For the, the fallout with like. Sergio Garcia. And the one before that, no, it was Bryson uh, Yeah. What is it with Matt Kuchar? He's a shanker. He's having an awful time of it with the what PR. What is he doing? So, so if you didn't see it um, at Memorial, Matt Kuchar hits his drive. Down the fairway, by the way. Down the fairway. Lovely. Lovely down the fairway. It lands. It bounces. Yes. It bounces forward and right. And rolls. And rolls. And it rolls into a pitch mark. An old plug mark, yes, an old pitch so mark. So an old, an old plug mark, right? Yeah. So it's sitting in the plug mark. It yes. actually, it is actually sitting down mm-hmm. a wee bit in the pitch mark. Hard luck, Matt. Hard luck, unfortunate. Yeah. So when he gets to the ball, he decides that it might have been, I can't even, I'm still it trying to get It might have been going it. hard enough to leave another impression in the original pitch mark that the ball had landed in. So he was suggesting that the ball had landed. another pitch mark in a pitch mark. It landed in the pitch mark. Yeah. Not that it rolled into it, it landed in it, mm-hmm. it bounced up in the air, yeah. and it came down with such force yes. that it made another pitch mark yes. on top of the old pitch mark. And obviously it would be embedded, therefore... And he would get a, a relief. A relief. Of course. Matt being Matt did everything in front of the TV. It took 10 minutes, MJ. He had not one but two... Officials come in to give him a read There's on not it. three in there, no. He asked for a third, <laughs> jokingly at the end. Yeah, because he realised what a knob he was looking on TV. I'll tell you what, he was saying to people behind him, why don't you check it on the screen? We can see what it's doing, no list. But they did check it on the screen. Okay, now, fair play to the, the official come over, he said the guys in the, in the booth have looked at it. Aye, but who, Get on who, who, it. Was, who was the second referee now? Sean Cox, an English it, lad. Aye, but he said... No, I'm not. I'm not having any. Of that. I said I'm having none of that. Or, none of that. Right, something worse than that effect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so get on with it. Get on with it. Wind your neck in. Ten minutes of Matt Kutcher making himself look unbelievably daft, MJ. What's Is he, he going through? Some sort of midlife crisis. Who knows? Who knows? It was poor. So there you go, Matt. Congratulations. Three times in a row, you get to keep it. <laughs> <laughs> Here. Now here's the thing. Port Rush. Oh. What about we get one of those? Butters, Butters and the shankers presented to Kutcher. I never take it, but I'll, we should nearly do it. Matt, Matt, <laughs> Mayor, we're going to be present for you. <laughs> Congratulations. Shanker of the week three times. <laughs> you win it. You win. You get to keep that. <laughs> With a little knob putter. <laughs> oh, that'll be a belter. Do you think There's, we'd get ejected from the tournament for that? I think the RNA wouldn't be too happy, but oh, why right, not, okay. sure? Why not? Why so, not? crack on. Yes. Um, right. So, before we get any further, Morris, 
a bit of bad news for our VP of programming. Yes, Olivia our honorary Mahaffey. VP. Unfortunately, Olivia's had a wee injury. Yes, she's got she's big big summer plan for Olivia this year. Mara, she planned. Um, obviously, the British Amateur Championship is going to be at Royal County Down next week, so that's her home course. So she was geared up for that, and then the Vaglione Trophy. She was going to represent in GBNA. She was going to be one of the lead players in that. She uh, posted on Twitter there, I think it was yesterday, that she'd fallen while out hiking. She'd broken a bone in her hand. And essentially, that was her for a few weeks at least. So bad luck, Olivia. No luck to you. Bummer. Sorry to hear that. Uh, right, on with the pro news. And how did the Irish lads do at the US Open qualifiers last Monday or yesterday? Yesterday. Not great. Michael Hoy, he tried to qualify at Walton Heath. He shot 72-71. He missed out. And the two, Porig and Seamus, were over in America, in Canada, uh-huh. um, at Rattlesnake Point Golf Club. You know what? We don't have enough golf courses over in this part <laughs> of the world. Called Rattlesnakes. Called, we don't have any Rattlesnakes. We, we, you know what? We need to come up with some really good names. Small grass snake course. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so the two boys they tried um, they didn't Vicious get Ladybird Golf Club the Vicious Ladybird Golf Club <laughs> get a nasty nip <laughs> the 2010 uh, champion Graham McDowell will be back at Pebble Beach next week still uh, exempt uh, hard to imagine it's nine years since Graham won the US Open and here's a wee bit of audio uh, from his uh, victory or he's sort of reminiscing, reminiscing about his victory yeah. I remember my caddy saying something to me on the Sunday morning in regards to the fact that Phil and Ernie and Tiger were right there the few groups of front of us he said to me you're going to hear bombs going off today you know let's be prepared for those bombs because you're going to hear them stuff's going to happen out there but just remember one thing those bombs are probably pars this is us open pebble it's really tough out there and they're probably not going to be birdies and eagles so prepare yourself and let's get our game plan and realize that no one's going to go out there and shoot 65 today i grew up in the town of port rush north coast of ireland Anytime I've played golf on the west coast of America, when that marine layer rolls in, you get those chilly, overcast kind of feels. It feels a little like home. I think maybe for that reason, I've played quite well on the west coast. I'd struggled with the big stage a little bit at US Opens, but going into that US Open at Pebble, I was beginning to feel ready. I'd won the Welsh Open two weeks previous. So going into Pebble, I was feeling very in control of my golf ball. Obviously had that winning feeling a little bit, and I was very confident. But I probably deep down didn't believe that a major championship was just around the corner. My caddy and I spent the day just being with our jaw dropped watching Dustin Johnson. I mean, it was the first time I'd played with him. I'd obviously heard about him. And I think he shot 66 that day. Still one of the best rounds maybe to this very day that I've ever seen. And, and I remember walking off the golf course that day thinking to myself, well, hey, you know, we're playing for second right now if this guy, the same guy shows up tomorrow. Shuttle ride from the range down to the first tee. My dad was with me, and uh, I said, Dad, I didn't get you a Father's Day present. He said, Hey, son, don't worry about it. Go maybe go get me that trophy today. And, you know, he's crying, and I'm trying not to cry. And I'm like, You know, I've got a pretty big day ahead, Dad. I'll, I'll try my best. I'm not sure I can deliver that present. RBC Canadian Open this week. Mm-hmm. GMAC is there. Is it one of the qualifying events still? You know what? I don't think it is, Morris. No? I don't think so. He's so he's going to have to win a pebble then? He's going to have to do the business pebble first or second. And there's a couple more events after that in Europe. 
There's the Irish Open, obviously, and there's a the Scottish Open. I could be wrong about the Canadian Open. If I'm wrong, I apologise to everybody. Um, you think I'd have checked that before? You'd I came think here. you would, yes, but that's, that's I, just I, a lack of performance. <laughs> <laughs> per, per, per. Graham did do the interview this week. He did a bit of an interview with uh, the Cut podcast with Ian Carter. Is Ian Carter the, the one that stole our catchphrase? No, it was Andrew Coltart. That was Coltart. I remember. Good, good evening, good work, good off. Uh -huh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, Graham did reiterate again that um, if he misses out qualifying, he's not going to go near it. He says something along the lines of there wouldn't be enough drink in the world to get him there. But when was that recorded? Because if you remember, um, was it Irish Golfer Magazine? Uh, was it uh, those boys that said that he had accepted um, an invitation to attend the AGW dinner? Association Golf Riders dinner. Because he's going to be presented with, you know... Yeah. The access to the media and yeah, so, lad. so looking after the writers yeah, uh, he's yeah. accepted that that so maybe he hasn't accepted that or who well, knows I don't know he was he, he, in the interview he was quite clear obviously I, I couldn't stick it I couldn't stick it at all but so Graham's going to be at the US Open which is in two weeks no it's next week now next week, yeah. see this new new rota with them all being uh, one, one after month, the other I know it's you sort of you, oh, but it's good God, it's good but you go oh God, there's another major but then we'll fall off the cliff at the end of July it's I think now yeah, what exactly well, there's a WGC straight after but yeah but at the same time it's going to be a long sort of autumn wouldn't it but anyway um, Rory's going to be playing Shane is going to be playing Ricky Elliott the world's Best caddy. <laughs> Four-time major winning Four caddy. Yeah. He'd be there with Brooks Kepka, And would you believe it? This is one of these things, Marsh. Kepka's going for three in a row at the US Open. And like there's no big, like the focus is still on Tiger and Phil. And, well, and, and, I'm, not, I'm not sure there's going to be as little focus as there has been on Kepka. I think now. It's incredible. No, but the fact everyone's the PGA. Gonna, no, everyone's going to cop on to what he's done. It took America a while. Yeah. But they're going to cop on. They're going to then suddenly go, oh, his caddy's from Port Rush. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, that's, you know. But, we, you know, let's be honest. Let's look ahead to the US Open to Pebble Beach, right? If you were going for who would you pick, you can't look past Kepka. No, you can't. Because of the his method for going into majors. Like, we could all sit here and say, wouldn't it be great to see Phil win, you know, get his grand slam? be great to see maybe um, Rory do well. It'd be great to see Graham. How brilliant would it be to see Graham do well enough to, to secure himself a place in, in the Open Championship? Not even win it, maybe, but do enough to get right up the rankings and all that sort so of thing. So we're really looking at four to row, then? Uh, so he'll, na he'll nail I, the US Open and he'll do Port Rush? I cannot <laughs> see past Brooks Kepka. I can't. Oh, no. Uh, you know, it's <clears throat> it'll go to his head. <laughs> How can it not go to your head? Three in a row. Imagine if he did three in a row and then came to Port Rush. How can it not go to your head? Like If he does three in a row, if he wins US Open three times in a row, right, he'll have to, he'll have to give him that trophy as well, a bit like us giving Matt Shank of the Week, the week trophy. Yeah. But have you any, any sort of other tips? Is there anybody else that you would Matt favour? <laughs> he'll... <laughs> He's about yeah, to bounce pull back. Some crazy He's about to bounce, bounce back. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Kutcher Morris Jim. Matt yeah. Kutcher to win but the US Open. Sure, look at our tips for the PGA. Look at how on the on money we were with the PGA. Eventually, yes. Eventually, yeah. <laughs> once once we saw what happened after three days. <laughs> we weren't Here, very good. Uh, did you see the video that went up for the open with uh, Rory talking about a sixty one? Yes. That was good, wasn't That's it? A, that was a hell of a round of golf. And by the way, for anybody who sees it, it's, it's well done. Stephen Crowes is his uh, his playing partner signed it that day. Stephen's a member of Dunmurray. All ah, right, I wonder who that was. Now. That's so, Stephen's a uh, long time yeah. member of Dunmurray. Played for Ulster many times. I think he might have played for Ireland at one stage as well. Hell of a golfer in his day. Um, but the one thing people forget about that 
North of Ireland Championship, Rory shot 61. I think he was chilling in the first round of match play. <laughs> he may have been. <laughs> I think he was chilling. All people talk about is a 61. Well, who it, won it that year? Uh, I know who won it because I saw your tweet. Uh, Gareth Shaw, uh-huh. another top golfer. Gareth won the North twice. Yeah. And yet, look, Rory McIlroy's 61 is one. It's because he was 16. Exactly. But that, but that's the point. And it was interesting what he said about, which is what he said to us last year at the Irish Open, yeah. that he sometimes feels he needs to get back to that carefree just play go for everything yeah. you know that you know 16 year old sort of i think he said arrogance in a way and it, yes. was, it was kind uh, of arrogance yeah, yeah. and you know wait till you see what i can do yeah do you know and that's maybe that is why how he needs to regain that form yeah, i mean he, you know he's he, saying that interest he doesn't have that sort of self-confidence that he had back then yeah he did say yeah, that actually it's yeah. obviously enough you know you've lost a few that end a few tight scrapes you when know you, that sort you of you get older you start you to you know. see other things in your life so you know you get a few wee tweaky ones that maybe don't go in for you whereas you know i think he came home in 28 or something daft that day no, no. i just happened not to, that was just before i started covering the the, uh, the north a lot i started covering the north sort of full time probably from about 20 2006, 2007. You missed so the boat. I missed Rory 61. Isn't that classic? That's just typical, isn't it? Before the PGA Tour has moved on to Hamilton Golf and Country Club for the RBC Canadian Open, as we mentioned, Harrington, Laurie, McDowell, McElroy and Parr are all playing in yeah. Canada and Canada. Yeah, I'm just sticking with Rory. He missed the cut at the Memorial, but he was talking about his schedule, just how packed it is. And he was asked if he would play in the WGC event the week after the Open, the which he quoted right this is verbatim I'm not making this up I think the only way I wouldn't play in Memphis is if something pretty special were to happen in Port Rush I could still be drunk on the first tee on Thursday <laughs> it's <laughs> almost a tradition <laughs> quote Darren Clark after he won the Open Championship during the press conference okay on to the European Tour it's the return of the Golf Sixes which has moved to Portugal this year Gavin Moynihan and Paul Dunwell team up to defend the title they won last year Stephanie Meadow and Leona Maguire both missed the cut at the US Women's Open, which was won by Junagun Lee. Six. You have to get the Lee six at the end. She named, she's got Lee six because obviously there's a lot of South Korean players. A lot of them are called Lee and she wanted to distinguish herself. So her name is Jeong Ji Lee six. Did you see the thing that Hank Haney said? Oh, stupid boy. <laughs> he, he's he right. Did, he, no, no, he's not. He did fart. No, I know, but he, but he was right. There's an awful lot of Lees. A Lee won it. And you're just saying she's calling herself Lee yes, Six? Yes, to try and distinguish, distinguish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, uh, he got an awful trouble over that, didn't he? Well, he got kicked off the PGA Tour radio, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. The Challenge Tour continues this week. It's a Swiss challenge in action this week. Week are Stephen Grant, Daniel Peacock, Stuart Grant, Cormac Sharvin, Robin Dawson and Rory McGee. We've never come across Daniel Peacock. Daniel Peacock's an interesting character, only turned pro sort of towards the end of last year. He spent a lot of time in Asia and New Zealand. One thing now, he was doing a bit of uh, preaching. I think he's a, he's, he's a minister. He was, did, he was in, in this church in a big wow. way. Yeah. And is, uh, what age is the fellow, is he? I think he's quite young. He's only 22 or 23. There you go. Yeah. Uh, more good news for the Irish Open. The 2017 champion John Ram has confirmed he'll be playing at Lehinch this year. And he's probably quite happy that you'd not be there because didn't he fall out with you? Nah, I'm not I'm not talking about that anymore. He fell out with you at Port Stewart, you and your camera taking pictures. No, 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 I wasn't. I was taking video. Oh, great. Okay. It was Ollie beside me who was taking pictures. <laughs> and you got the blame. And I got the blame. <laughs> <laughs> In our last podcast, we heard from Nal Horan and Keith Pelly about the ISPS Handa World Invitational Men's and Women's, presented by Modest Golf. This week, Modest Golf's Mark McDonald joins us to give us a bit more insight into the event. But before that, 
another win for a modest start at the weekend. Guido did the business in Belgium. Mark, what do you reckon? He really did, yeah. It's been a, a manic sort of 48 hours. But, uh, yeah, we, uh, we're definitely on a, a little run at the moment, which uh, I'm not going to complain about. Yeah, I think that's five wins since March now across uh, the male and female tours. So, yeah, we're, we're delighted. Yeah, it must be great for everybody involved, Mark. When sort of when the people you identify as having the potential start really coming through. Uh, yeah, so I've, I've said it a few times before. Really, I think you know the guys, the guys and girls we signed. Obviously, first and foremost, we're delighted to have them, and they're extremely talented. But um, you know, we just play a very, very small part in the whole process of you know them achieving you know what they what they uh, set out to do. So you know, for us, it's really just. Um, it's so great to just see them, you know, pick up those trophies and get some acknowledgement for all the hard work and the practice days they do to to achieve that, really, you know. Well, onto the ISPS Honda market was a, a brilliant coup to get Honda involved. Um, you know, can you give us a wee bit of background about sort of the work that went on to get such a big name involved in the tournament? Yeah, of course. Um well, I mean, you know, we've kind of been proud um, to be a part of the event now for a few years, but it was a, a common, we, we all just felt that it needed to now go up a level in some way and, and integrating females into the tournament, we felt was the next step. Um, obviously, we signed the owner and Lisa um, Maguire uh, to the team last year. And we just couldn't believe really there was the lack of sort of female golf professional tournaments and you know there's such a a massive buzz at at the moment around golf in Ireland with the open championship and the record um ticket sales and what have you we just felt we were really missing a trick um however you know that that's all said and done is is great but you have to find a sponsor who really believes in that vision and with everything going on and it's tough economic times that that proved hard um but we had a great business model we had a great um vision and obviously Gary and Ross and all the team at Gal Gorm do such a, a marvellous job of staging the event. We, we we started conversations, I actually started conversations down in Australia at the Vic Open, which um, ISPS Handa were involved in, and they got it. They just got our vision and they got what we were about. They they loved Niall, um, Niall's vision and his passion for, for golf and for creating opportunities for the next generation and, and they have a a real passion for um, creating opportunities in sport. You know, the power of sport is their message and bringing people from all different backgrounds to to enjoy the game. And and, and we really believe in that as well. So our, our kind of, our company ethos was exactly the same as theirs, really. So the, the fit just worked perfect. It's it's the World Invitational Men and Women's. Uh, it's, it's in the title. How do you go about sort of establishing those invitations? Um, so basically, the, the men's is a, a standard challenge tour event. Um, so that will follow the same process. For the the females in year one, we just we just felt that we wanted to make this a world event and really shine a spotlight, you know, on on females and, and women in sport. Um, so we really didn't want to go down a particular route of just European golfers, for example. So so essentially, what we're doing is we're inviting women from all over the world we were just talking yesterday to um the governing bodies in australia and um you know some australian female golfers will be coming we're speaking to the japanese board about some japanese girls coming we just had obviously local lpga player steph meadow confirm 
which is a massive coup in itself to have an LPGA player confirm, be the first female to confirm. So we just really want to um, call out to professional female golfers from across the world to come to play for an equal prize fund. And we feel we can really put them on a, on a great platform. You know, to, to show off their talents, which I think is what these these girls now need. You know, that's the next step for them. Now, obviously, we're playing across two courses, Mazarin and Galgorm. So the whole infrastructure, the whole event's gone up a, a step. You know, what sort of things are going to be involved, Mark, in making sure this goes smoother? <laughs> um, I'd love to stand here and say I've got it all under control. <laughs> um, but um, no, that is where, you know, I have to give full credit to to Gary Henry and, and the team at Galgorm. They are so thorough. You know, obviously, we're very protective over our company and our brand. And, um, you know, we're in safe hands with them. But, yeah, of course, logistically, it becomes a much bigger uh, bigger operation. But we're in great hands. We've got great support. Um, Adidas uh, have just come on board today as official clothing and shoe partner. You know, Adidas is a worldwide sports brand. So, you know, those are the sorts of companies who are, are seeing this vision and are wanting to to share in this in this event, so we, we we are in good hands with Gary and the team at Gal Gorm, and um, it's going to be a very very special week. Brilliant, and I suppose the last thing, Mark, is get your tickets because it's a big event. It's no longer free. You have to get your tickets, buy them online. You can buy them online. Yeah, nice plug. Thank you, Paul. We've got you well trained now, haven't we? Eh? <laughs> um, yeah, no. Um, obviously, kids kids will be free, but um, adults will pay. But it's a, it's a small non non amount. Um, but yeah, please please do support it. And it's a great event. There's going to be lots to do for the family, and um, there's going to be all sorts of surprises. And the the pro am itself will be a, a great day. You know, some of the names coming down. Uh, Nile will be coming. Uh, a number of different sporting icons. So it's just going to be a great um, a great week celebrating a really special message in a fantastic venue and um, yeah I'd recommend everyone coming down if they can and, and supporting it Well with the added element of the ladies if it's anything like previous years it's going to be a huge success Mark thanks for taking the time to chat to us No worries and thank you guys for your continued support and uh, I look forward to seeing you both down there Yep see you there Cheers Thanks Mark Great. Cheers thank you Bye So was that a wee exclusive there from Mark on the podcast about Adidas? Yes First time it's been mentioned anywhere mm. You see, you get all the big stories with us. Yeah. It kind of it kind of shows a wee bit, MJ, about sort of it, it's going to go under the radar a wee bit because of the Open Championship. Even and, and you know, everybody has to accept that there's only so much golf oxygen left in the world. Mm-hmm. But you know, once you get legs of Adidas starting to get involved, and ISPS, ISPS, they're seeing you know the benefits as we said before. Sponsors are looking this gender equality side of things and they've got in right at the right time there. How much are the tickets off the top of your head, you know? I couldn't tell you because obviously I don't have to go looking for them, but go to the website, uh, invitation, worldinvitational.golf. Worldinvitational.golf. Yeah. That's a lot a of people have tried. Yeah. yeah. Far on. Um, Warren Points, Colin Campbell and Clanny Boys, Jessica Ross, they'll both be playing in the event because they both topped their respective leaderboards at the inaugural staging of the Ulster Stroke Play Championship at Galgorm and Mazarin. There was six amateur places set aside. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was three from each. So Colm has been joined by Mark Boucher, who finished second, and Matthew McLean, who finished third. Jessica, meanwhile, she'd be joined to field by Maeve Cummins, who's from Lurgan, and Shannon Burke, she's from Ballon Robe. And here's a wee bit of what Colm had to say after his win. He was talking to the GUA's Alan Kelly. 
any nerves coming down the last few holes when four a four stroke lead became three and then two? Ah, yeah, well, listen, it's been a while from I've obviously been in this situation. Um but you know, plenty of experience on her belt, so I know how to get it done and I knew if I kinda kept kept big numbers off in the scorecard, you know, those last four holes was always gonna be difficult for Mark to claw back if I didn't do anything silly. So um just just kept, you know, trying to make make good swings and thankfully was able to do that with the exception of 18's, 18th tee shot. It's 1,115 days since the Irish Amateur Open of Royal Dublin, your last win yeah. in, a, in a championship. What have the last couple of years been like for you when you've been out with injury? It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's been tough. You know, I had a really, you know, had a tough 2018 and, you know, struggled with the injuries, you know, as most people know. And then, you know, I lost my granda as well on top of that, who was a big big supporter of me and you know you know this one was for him I always said the first you know if I was lucky enough to win another championship that I would dedicate this to him and I know he'd be very proud so yeah it's been a it's been a tough road but glad to be back playing and it was nice to get a win under the belt and in other amateur news South Africa's Martin Vorster won the East of Ireland Championship at County Louth Golf Club on Monday what were the conditions like it looked a bit uh, hard at times yeah a bit wet and windy, bit wet and windy yeah. Yeah. the 17 year old finished four shots ahead of Paul O'Hanlon with Colum Campbell back in third yeah and as we said Olivia Mahaffey is unfortunately out of the Vagliano Trophy team but Ireland's Julia McCarthy will hopefully be fit to play and meanwhile in the junior Vagliano which is on the same time Kirkleston Castle's Beth Coulter has been selected for GBNI. Ireland Boys International Luke O'Neill won the German Boys Championship by one shot. Well done, Luke. Yeah, and finally, in terms of the amateur news today, Morris, um, the European team has been selected by Ireland, and the team is Rowan Lester, John Murphy, Mark Parr, Connor Purcell, Caelan Rafferty, and James Sugru. And that event is in Diamond Country Club in Austria for the 26th to 29th of June. And that's about it in terms of the amateur news, Morris. Yeah, that's about it. For the podcast, really, there's not yes, a whole lot. Run else. through it today, this week. We have. That's because our dinner's on, nearly ready. So <laughs> <laughs> no mucking around. Fish no and chips. Fish and chips. It is today, so we've got to get cracking. Yeah. Uh, thank you for listening, everybody. Uh, anything on the horizon over the next well, couple of weeks? Obviously, we've got the US Open yeah, yeah. coming up at Pebble Beach, and it, it, you know, it's such a big event in terms of you know how people perform going ahead, looking towards the Open Championship. We need Graham to do well because yep. you know it's going to be very tough, even from a fan's point of view to be at the Open Championship and not have Graham McDowell in the field. Yeah, it'll be a penny if he does. Yeah. Uh, and we're playing Druids. Are you going to Druids? No, unfortunately not. You're not going down to Druids? No, so this will be my second time playing Druids, Glenn. Looking forward to you it. You have become a fan oh, favourite of Druids, unbelievably Glenn. gorgeous. <laughs> Hopefully the weather holds, you know. So uh, Whatever you're up to with your golf, enjoy, and we'll see you in a couple of weeks' time. Cheerio. All right, don't touch me. See you.